Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Come Together Sex Talks by Lalo. Thanks for joining us again on this week's episode. It is an absolute pleasure to be here as always. Well the pleasure is all yours this week as our two guests are here to talk all about sex positivity and really helping shed the stigma and share the love around intimacy and sex. That's right. Welcome Cameron, Lalo's sexpert and Mark, co-founder at The Book of Mem. Welcome. How are you both? Hi, good. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. So excited. Oh, thank you for being here. We're so excited. It's going to be a good um. Yeah. So we like to start at the top of the pod. I mean, you probably know because you've been listening, but have you? Have you? Cameron yes. has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is a little round called Hot or Not. Yeah, love. You can't see, guys, but Cameron's wearing these amazing earrings that do literally say Hot or Not. Um, so we're it. literally going to fire some scenarios, some activities, whatever you want to call it, at you, and we're just going to go Hot or Not. Is everyone ready to begin? Yes. Yeah. Let's play hot or not. Group sex. Hot. Hot. Oh, I would say not. You would say not as well, don't you? Yeah. It always... We're like the prudes of the host of the prudes. Do you know it is? It's not this... I always feel like, does someone get left out? And plus also, if it was with my partner, I don't know if I'd yeah. get jealous seeing him yeah, with someone else. I couldn't handle but it. But then this is the communication bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is very true. That's it. Cock rings. Hot. Hot. I say not for this one as well. Just really? my experience with them is not great. Yeah, I think you need to invest in a better cock ring. You need yeah. to get onto Lalo. the Lalo. I need a Lalo one. Lalo tour too. Phone sex. Hot. Awkward. Thank you. I say awkward. Yeah, I feel like I get a little bit embarrassed with it. We've decided, me and Liv, over the time of doing this podcast so far, when this one comes up, very different when you're kind of doing like a FaceTime. Yeah. But yeah. when it's just verbal uh, yeah. on the phone, I get... I feel like I get the giggles. Yeah, it's just awkward. It's cringy. Yeah. 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 Sex parties, hot or not? Hot. Similar to group sex, isn't it? I know, right? Mm. Hot. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say hot because it's just a party and there'll be drink there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, in that case, hot. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. Watching porn with your partner? Not. Oh, really? I say not. I say hot. Yeah, I'm hot on that. Yeah. I'll say not. Really? I'm going to say not. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather watch it on your own. I do. I'd rather watch it alone, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> it's, it, I'd, I'd rather watch it on my own, but I don't mind watching it. No, but it's got to be the right kind of timing, isn't it, to kind of... Yeah, in the few, right mood for that. Yeah, yeah very few situations. Uh, yeah. Nudes. Not. And sending them. We would say this, it's, I think they're hot, but just the whole iCloud world scares me now. Just like, is anything private? Is anything sacred? Safety-wise. Mm. For the art's sake of nudes... Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the actual just like WhatsApping. For when it's abused and yeah. gotten into the wrong hands, then yeah. definitely not. There's yeah. a really fine line. Fine line. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. And you so want to know who the sender is. That's like, it. I remember the first camera phones, like the Nokia 3310s. I remember that. Send, I love that. Send pictures on those. It's a different experience altogether. Anal play, hot or not? Hot. Hot. Yeah. hot. So hot. hot. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about that line. Yeah. You can't deal with a guy that's scared of the bum hole. No, like, exactly. It's not cute. Right. Definitely not. So now we've got that all covered, we're all warmed up. Let's start off with a very, like, it's a big question, but I feel like you can handle it. How would you define the difference between good sex and bad sex? Very broadly. I think from a point of view of good sex is when mutually you both come away feeling great 
I mean, it's kind of a thing of, you know, no matter kind of where you get, when you get to a certain point, I think yeah. you both have to come away with a certain sense of satisfaction, right? Because too often it's one it's party. one-sided. Yeah. And I think that's the issue that we're sort of here to sort of talk about a bit more is how we can help that. But yeah, when you're kind of coming away with one person coming away happy and the other isn't, that's the, that's a, that's the sign. Coming being time. the key word. Coming, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's very soulful. I come at it sort of both ways. I yeah. always say there's two different ways of looking at it where it's like when you meet somebody and you have this instant, God, you just want to take off their clothes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go fuck in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. There's that, which guilty. I love that. Yeah. Right. But then there's also that part that craves the intimacy, mm. how you define the two, where you are somebody that is of the world that, yeah. I mean, Sex is just so part of your health. Yeah. Massively. It's forgotten about. Mm-hmm. It's so Part true. of every kind of bit mm-hmm. of health. So, yeah, yeah. yes, both need to come away. But also, even if you fucking don't even know the person's name. Yeah. There's also something satisfying about that as mm. well. Yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely two kinds of sex, isn't there? I think there's having sex, and like I say, you might not be in a relationship with that person, but can still both have a lovely old time of it. And then sex with a partner, someone that you're in love with or you've been with for yes. a while, very different sex, but both just as fulfilling. Yeah, yes. totally agree. Totally Thanks agree. for your sex sexposés, guys. I love it. <laughs> I feel like we've wet our whistles a little bit now. So now that we're sufficiently warmed up, let's get down and dirty with the main segment, which this week is talking about masculinity and intimacy. Mark, toxic masculinity and mental health informed a large part of why you set up the Book of Man. Why do you think there's such a big issue with so many men about intimacy during sex? I think it comes down to the big issue of men generally being quite shit at talking about anything, right? And I think it goes back to this idea of, you know, if we go back to why why there's such a massive mental health crisis amongst men at the moment, it's because we don't feel we're in a place where we can talk about certain things because there's still stigmas attached. And that same applies to, to sex and openness about sex. And I think what things we look at are related to are, are this kind of this silence that a lot of guys have and the sort of it's a combination of things it's confidence to be able to talk about it but also it's also the backlash that that men will be judged if they say something or, yeah. or do something yeah. and that's quite inherent in men versus women you know men don't necessarily have the friendship groups where they can talk about certain things in an intimate way and i think it's it's being able to have that conversation and, and facilitate that conversation that means that is the pathway towards better better intimacy ultimately and that's what a lot of men i think are lacking at the moment yeah, yeah. The thing that you find is that every man is different, you know, whether they're soft, quiet, sort of intimate type, stroke, you know, insular kind of dudes or outgoing, loud, you know, men's men, whatever you want to call them. Because you could get a guy that you say that's not into football, he likes puzzles, he's quiet, he's not your typical alpha, but he can still have toxic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like that to say all guys that go and play football on a Saturday and drink, you know, pints of Stella are toxic. The bottom line. They're not. The bottom line is some people are shit and some people are. Yeah, And some people are human and have shit qualities. Yeah, same for women. And it's knowing knowing when it, it comes down to a lot about I think it's values and behaviour and it's that thing of like we can all we can be however we want to be we mm. can be you know gregarious mm. etc but it's how you treat how you treat other people when you're like that yeah you know, and that's the key thing talking of being vulnerable and sort of stigmas around things obviously it's only right we touch on sex toys with mm. Lalo being the mothership of our podcast yeah there is still a stigma around I think sex toys especially with men and them being used in the bedroom I know a lot of I've dated lots of guys who it would be complete veto complete threatened by them don't understand why do you, you know they see the sex toy being brought into the bedroom yeah. as an insult how, how do we mm. 
break that down. We don't have any products that are that like our giant veiny dildos. That's very true. It doesn't replicate Now, actual... this is a whole other a whole other thing. Yeah. But if you decide it's all like again, it's about the communication bit. Yeah. If you say to your partner, I'd like to bring in a toy. Mm. Um and this is what it is. I feel like you're not hitting my G spot. Maybe we can play with this and you can help me. Yeah. We've got this toy GG2 that's yeah. very delicate, very pretty, very small. D- he won't feel He's like, been replaced. A, that's it. Yeah. Or inadequate. Yeah. So it's really about, again, the communication, talking to your partner about it and how it's going to be, or really blocking out that time for yourself where you have this sexy solo time. Yeah. And, and using the to toys involved. where it's just you yeah. and yours. And then bringing in the anal play, there's this like homophobic sort of thing around anal play, mm. which needs to to be addressed it's very true. where it isn't that it's for absolutely everybody yeah. because we all have these pleasure senses yeah. and it is a really beautiful orgasm when it's done properly and done yeah. right and you know you think oh my god am I going to shit myself or yeah. what's going to happen or <laughs> is it going to hurt or is my butthole going to bleed like there's all these things yeah. to think yeah. about where it can be really central and really sexy and hot and gorgeous I feel like with so many straight guys like even if it's like it, it almost becomes they either, if you go near that near their butthole at all, it's yes. like they're gonna, they literally, their head's gonna hit the roof. Right. Get the fuck off me! I'm right. not. I've heard, I've had so many guys go, but I'm not gay. I'm like, what did I say? You're fucking gay. Does that like, really happen? Yep, really? Yeah, yeah, it's happened. Oh, yeah. oh my god! And then yes. the others who do like it, but it becomes like a dirty secret. That's mm. it. And it's like they literally be like, oh my god! Like if you ever told your friends, and I'm like, but my friends were not gonna think you like mm. guys That's because yeah. you like yeah, your yeah. butt being touched. Exactly. That's where your prostate is, right? Yeah. What's your take on it? Mark. Well, my prostate. Yeah. It's, great. it's, a, great thing. it's a great It's a thing. healthy. It's a great well thing. Done. It's a healthy prostate. But do you find that a lot of guys are you know, ashamed yeah. of that? There's well, I like think there's, the, yeah, there's still there's still this stigma. And when we go, just going back to sort of the toys in general, you yeah. know, I mean, there, it's it's never been more of a boom time, I think, for male, male sex toys yes. or something like one in seven men, I think, have tried a sex toy or have experienced something. And that goes from, you know, the the common cock ring to yeah. the, you know, to the, to the sleeve, if you like. But I think that there's still this stigma around, you know, men, men firstly telling their mates about it. You know, mm. I, I have a, I have an F1, Lilo F1. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Male masturbators are hot on the market right now. Mm-hmm. And there, there are, we're not the first one to do it. Yeah. But we, what we have done is we've taken years to perfect and it's not even perfect yet. Yeah. To, to have this sort of revolutionary product that is, completely male focused Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a joystick for your dick okay where you can actually eventually you'll be able to do an app you'll control the game you can control your body temperature your performance levels how things work how things operate so it's a really revolutionary Mm. product we've just started selling it really in Mm. December Mm. but yeah it's pretty good good stuff so that's the Lalo F1S and it's our first male masturbator we've never done one Mm. before I've noticed a massive increase in sex toys for men which is amazing because I feel like so many people still have the assumption that sex toys are for for women and actually there's so much out there for men so Cameron obviously you working at the front line of distributing sex toys as the sales manager for Lalo have you noticed an increase in both straight and gay men buy into us absolutely I, I i think that i don't think that it's ever changed the the rate of sales i think what it is is especially in britain mm. 
that's becoming a bit more mainstream and yeah. less taboo. When you look at like the Lalo range, we were saying actually yeah. the other day, the the material, the look, everything about them, yes. they're just beautiful. Thank Do you know you. what I mean? They are stunning. We're the pioneers of the industry. I mean, we've been around 17 years. Yeah. We really are the pioneer of design and engineering and the integrity of our product is really, really important to yeah. us. And the kind of story that we tell yeah. and how it's evolved over the past 17 years. Yeah. And the story that we're telling now in 2020 is really about you know, it's come together. It's yeah. It is about inclusivity that we have something for everyone. Yeah. It's no longer an affordable luxury. It's something that you can have at your bedside. That's beautiful. Mm. Looks like a yeah. piece of jewelry. Yeah. You can hang it on the wall. Nobody knows what it is, but your you know clitoral stimulator. So yeah, I'm very passionate about the brand. I've loved it for many many years. I think it's reflected yeah. in the products and how, like you say, how beautiful they are and effective. So talking about the F1, which is an amazing bit of kit, how do you find it? Is it like a is it a go to for you? I think it's one of those things that it, it intensifies sort of certain certain areas. What what I found fascinating is like you know like you say you you, you kind of look at. I remember being you know new kid and you you know flick to the back pages of Razzle and you've got all these things for sale. Not kid, I wasn't a kid. Um, <laughs> and you've got all these things that are for sale. You know the the flashlights and those types yeah. of things, which you think, oh Jesus, I'm not going anywhere near that. And I think the thing with this is like, you know, like Cameron says, it's something which is, it looks sleek and you feel okay about sticking yourself inside it. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you might not inside something that's come from, you know, across the world in a little bit of bubble wrap. And Cameron, in terms of like the male range of sex toys that Lalo has, mm. what else is there? So we've, we've got the F1. Yeah, Hugo. Um, What's the Hugo? Hugo is really beautiful. I love that name. Oh, yeah, Hugo Bruno. Um, So Hugo is one of my best-selling products, and it is a a couple's toy. You can use it with a partner. It's an anal toy, but it comes with a little, I call it a little pebble, where you can control the senses. So if it's inside of you, your partner can stand and shake it, vibrate it, rotate it. Oh, my God. So it's really fantastic. The that Hugo. And then the Bruno is the same shape, but minus the sense motion, right. minus the play bit. And then we've got Loki, which is a, in, where you insert it yourself. I think a lot of women love Loki as yeah. well for the man to play, or um, it could be a good male first toy. So moving on a little bit now from toys and back to the intimacy. Yeah. Why do we think that some men find being vulnerable and intimate difficult in bed? It's the inadequacy thing a little bit. And I think you've got a couple of things. Firstly, obviously, the porn thing, Mm. which is kind of a lot more men are consuming porn or have access to porn than we ever had, you know, when we were growing up, apart from finding a hedge or in your dad's cupboard. (laughs) It's that kind of feeling like we're we're constantly, all men constantly comparing themselves to something else that exists or something there and a a perception not only of size and Mm. performance, but also of kind of the positioning and all the other things it's yeah. not like we watch die hard and go out and think we can suddenly jump off a building yeah. so why should we start thinking that we can right. s- very true that's a good point do a bridge and you know yeah, you know, yeah. So, so i think there's this thing where that's that's largely to play and that's mm. that's a thing so the size and the performance but also i think is still that 
issue of conversation and mm. I think it's the issue of conversation when you, you need to be able to talk to your partner and you yeah. need to be able to talk about the things that turn you both on mm. if you can't do that then you just mm. exist in a relationship that carries on as it always has been because no one's going to break the ice in terms of well yeah. actually I wouldn't mind if you did that because I quite like that last time yeah. yeah so I think that that's part of the issue and I think a lot of men just think they're going to either be like laughed at yeah. or might even just be like made to feel like oh no I'm not doing that sort of thing and it's that kind of fear of rejection I think in a lot of senses as well which we need to overcome yeah that's very interesting I can't speak for myself I'm not a male mm. however I am raising four males four oh, boys interesting. yeah and one of them 16 that's what it's all about like I say especially raising the next generation the more information they find out from home the better because yeah. they're going to find yeah. out somewhere and yes. then they get the wrong information that's it. Well, this is it. and I, I think it's a scary time to be a guy because mm-hmm. I think we're, you're navigating a bit of a minefield because rightly so with like the soul Weinstein and think we are all women we're angry we're fighting back yes but at the same time it's for young men growing up into this world they are like you say they're going to have to navigate a different yes world that our fathers did yes I've got three girls so I've got the different the so different conversations the there. Opposite, yeah. um, but I think like from the perspective of, of having boys I think it's a really tough time and I think that there's so much stuff for work going on at the moment but whether it gets fixed in time for the next generation to yeah, be able to appreciate true. it it's difficult mm. to know and actually mm. it's a long process towards working out you know where where a man's place in the world is and, yeah. and how boys should evolve and they should grow up and everything else and what should we change and what should we leave as it is. So moving on to the next segment, which we like to mix up a little bit, we're going to try and debunk and unpick some of the hyper-masculine sex talk tropes. So we'll talk dirty and then try and understand what may also be some of the underlying communications that go on during sex. Okay. Okay. Just give us an example, Bob. Right. So for an example, how about this? Tell me how badly you want to fuck me. If a guy says to you, tell me how badly you want to fuck me, do we think that he needs to hear us say it? Is it like just what turns them on? Or is it insecurity that he's keep being told? I think it's about the idea of needing to be needing to be given that validated. sense of validation. Yeah, 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 yes. And I think that there is a certain amount of that. And I'm, if you're in that kind of situation for a lot of guys who... The intimacy isn't necessarily there. Something like that, which is vocalised, kind of gives you that reassurance. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things that I would find, A, I'd find it personally quite awkward saying and also quite awkward to sort of respond to. Mm. I mean, I can think of guys that have been but, like the constant asking it's, it is yeah. I find it off-putting personally yes. to be yeah. like interrogated like during sex <laughs> yeah I mean yeah you can do that afterwards well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just I, I feel f- for me that because I in my daily life mm. I'm strong and confident and sort of, but you know that person yeah that in bed I need somebody I want I need somebody to take control a little yeah. bit yeah and I feel like I'm also doing that in bed with yeah. a lot of people where it's like oh, why do I you know you don't want to be the so one I don't to want leave you it. to I don't want you to say how bad do you want to fuck me because in my head I'm yeah. like can you give me a bowl of cereal yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like mm. no yeah I just, can you, uh, you swish me around yeah. and yeah. just like I'm gonna fuck you in the ass and just do it don't yeah. ask just, yeah. yeah take a bit of con- just, yeah. just be a seize bit the assertive. moment just yeah, do I like it. a man yes. that's it's context yeah. isn't it and it's yeah. sort of how it's said yeah. Yeah. I mean we're playing yeah. devil's advocate here yeah. with yeah. all these but yeah like yeah. this one I'm dying to hear because yeah. I've had this I don't know what this says about me but I honestly I feel like is it just me am I a slut what do you think of guys that love when they're 
fucking girls to be like, you're a slut, you dirty little slut, you slag. What, do you think it's misogynistic or but, do you think it's hot? I mean, I, I need to know. <laughs> I personally, like I said, I, 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 because if that person does give me what I want as far as he gives yeah. me that, then I have no problem. If I know he's able to do that, I have no problem turning around and being a straight up dom. Yeah. I will stick my heel in your back and tell you all kinds of things. how do you feel about them calling you? Oh, I love it. You see, I like it. I love it. it. I like it. Yeah. Bit of air But the thing is, Kim calling me, yes. If it was someone who like like, actually... I call him that too. Do you know what it is? It's like the guy that you're with, right? If you know they actually like dig you so hard, it's not like they don't actually think you're a dirty slut. It's different if actually they're calling you a dirty slut and you actually, afterwards, you actually, yeah, I do actually feel dirty. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what do you think? Do you think it's context? Yeah, it's Again, and it comes down to this thing, right? Of it's been said loads of times of like the communication and the relationship if you know that that's a role play or whatever you want to call it and that is a thing then that's safe and that's fine because I've got to say the key word role play if I had a first time with someone and they called they spoke to me like that I'd be like well chill the fuck out like who are you talking to like it's yeah when you know them but I would leave yeah I'll I would, I would I've, get I've up had and go. situations yeah. where weird things have come out and I'm yeah. like if I just fucking met you bro yeah, like, yeah. calm the fuck down just, I would absolutely go I would just be like bye peace yeah, out yeah, yeah. yeah. how about <laughs> when so say you're in the middle of having sex and the guy turns around and he's like do you like my big cock so does he have some kind of underlying issue about the size of his penis <laughs> or does he just like objectify <laughs> himself and we've all been here I think <laughs> Not me personally, but in terms of, I think that's quite a bit. Do you like my big cock in the middle having sex with him? Well, I mean, you'd like to think that he can tell if you do or you don't. Whilst he's, does he feel a little bit insecure about the size of himself, or does he just want to hear you say, "No, I love it. Give it to me more." Yes, I think that's it. I think everyone loves men love to be told. I never ask women. My body. What would your wife say? Do you like my big cock? In the middle of the deed with your wife, if you turn around and you start saying, "How do you like my big cock?" What's the missus gonna say? It depends how I say it. If I said it, I think she, I think she wouldn't necessarily expect it, which would probably turn her on more, actually. Um, or she'd laugh. And then yeah. she'd probably think it was someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not you, is it? No, it's not me. No, See, this is great. I love this. I love it. But what that we've learned is communication is definitely key. <laughs> communication is definitely key, mm. but sometimes mm. non-verbal, if you're yeah. together with someone yeah. and you know them, to do that bit of, you well, know what, let's just break up our day. Yeah. Well, the, the excitement, right? So this is the thing, and you, you know, maybe you know, but having three children, as soon as they're out of the house and there happens to be a moment where we are yes. together... You have to take advantage of that moment yes. and it becomes exciting and it really does it really yeah. does like give you yeah. a sense of like wow this is like happening now yes and so you become impulsive and you it happens yes whereas you know most times you've got a three-year-old running down the stairs i understand that. coming in and tugging away on the sheets yeah I, you know. I got pregnant with twins that way yeah did you yes because their their dad and i, I just gave birth to the second one mm. he was only four months old literally just gave birth. That's how close they are in age. 13 months. Wow. And we had one of those moments where like the baby was asleep, Jericho was in kindergarten and he was home and we just had sex all over the place. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of mm. chemistry. It kept us together. Yeah. A lot of chemistry. But I mean, boom, bing, bow, pregnant twins. Yeah. Double whammy. That's it. it. I- Cameron and Mark, you probably know what's coming up. It's Instagram questions time. So we have fans and listeners submit questions to Lola's Instagram. And I want to know your thoughts on this. 
Our listener said, I have real issues with getting it up at the moment and I think I'm psyching myself out about it. I'm really worried I'm not going to be able to do it. It's becoming a real problem in my relationships. Do you have any ideas or advice how I can get over this? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, well, I think, well, I say this. I think that, I mean, there's, there's a number of answers to this question, mm. but it's a common question, right? Mm. And it's something which affects about 40% percent of probably is it? it's more common than you it's, think it's, yeah. it's a massive issue and it's depending if you're looking it into just a performance anxiety or if it's a genuine ed situation yeah. where you, you genuinely can't think but it, the more you worry about it the worse it gets yeah and if you don't do something about it or act on it it's it's not going to go away it's going to snowball and there are certain things you can do to deal with this whether it's you know for your own mindfulness and dealing with it from a mental point of view there are things you can take now to deal with it and actually the use of 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 sex toys as mm. well is another yeah. thing which genuinely stimulates you to to be able to get it up and, and get aroused and I think that's probably your your easiest win. Ultimately. So granted, there's not like a medical reason. Do you think it's obviously it's a mental connection between that like not if you, this guy is trying, trying to get up, he's overthinking it and it's stopping him from. I think as a as a woman, we also have to be compl- compassionate yeah. to this as well. Mm. Yeah, where the gentle sort of feminine side of us comes out. And is gentle, mm-hmm. and and really because men yeah. are beautiful, beautiful souls, and it's mm. a species that's so complex. Yeah. But I mean, with we we can't live without each other. No, so we have to be gentle to that as well. We're very quick to sort of like call men out for like you're laughing at period leak during sex mm. or laughing at our bodies, whatever. But we like I, when I was younger years, I would be I've been savage with guys like, who couldn't last long or whatever. And looking back on, it, I think God, I was like bitchy how I handled mm. that. Sure. I think we're, we're very quick to not. We want the niceness and the understanding, yeah. but we're very quick to be like, oh. But do you I, know think, what I mean? think it brings into question, you know, like the same time, if someone if someone's going to laugh yeah. at you for having a period or yeah yeah it's, that's your womanhood, that's your kind of the yeah. way what makes you a woman and everything else. Much among other things, for a man take everything kind of you know there are a lot of of similarities between men and women but this is the one thing that kind of makes makes a man yeah. a man biologically in a way and i think that that's the kind of thing that if that isn't working that can affect your psyche in such a big yeah, way because that's imagine. the one thing that's defining you as kind of what you're meant to be it's the constant kind of bringing yourself down into this into this spiral of of worry about it that makes it worse yeah when actually there are ways to kind of deal with it mm. but i think it's such a stigma for men it's one of the biggest anxieties for a lot of men over anything you know so that the size of their penis and also the, the performance of their penis is a huge issue so you know there needs to be more more acknowledgement that it's a common issue a lot of porn isn't reality so how long it looks like a guy's lasting Mm. in a video don't put pressure on yourself thinking right if i can't sort her out for 20 minutes she's gonna judge me Mm. because do you know what if you've got five six seven minutes in you people don't care about these things sizes do you know what i mean not everyone's walking around with a knife nine and a half inch down to his knees like we, we shouldn't have that pressure but i do think porn has played a part in men having this anxiety there's there's stories now you know of of young men who who have what is called the death grip right which means that they have to they have to masturbate before 
before sex because they can't get aroused by sex alone. So they have to watch pornography oh, wow. before they actually have sex, right? Because they've become so desensitized. They've become so desensitized to it, you know, and, and, and companies like Pornhub and various other things like this are actually addressing the situation mm. and actually trying to do socially responsible porn to try and educate people right. on when to say, say it's enough, enough, you know, like, like cigarettes, like alcohol. Yeah. Is there too much porn you can have in a, in a day, mm. in a week, in a month? So it's sort um, of like the way the gambling sites sort of limit you to an extent. Yeah. It's like limit you to how much yeah. porn you... Yeah. Like, this is an addiction, isn't it, for some people? Yes. Oh, so this whole perception of body shape, right? You've got now, you can get penis fillers done, which are like Botox mm. penis fillers. Jeez. So to make it look bigger, you get your ab fillers now. So, you yeah. know, you can, you yeah. can look like a porn star. Mm. You know, there's more steroid use amongst under 21s yeah. than ever before, you know, in terms of men wanting to be and look this certain way. And often that is fueled by what we see in, in these films a lot yeah. of times. So from the point of view of that, You've kind of got a bigger, bigger issue, which is kind of the porn is really the catalyst for a lot of other things, which can yeah. be can be manifesting, um, you know. And there's lots of things attached to that, like drug use and you know, yeah. unprotected sex mm-hmm. and all the things that go with it that kind of then spiral out, which is mm. a bit of a time bomb. So, porn, eh? We hope we answered your <laughs> love question love for you love to that listener. We're not working with porn, have yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've gave some good advice there, so we really hope that helps. And for you guys out there, remember that you can get in touch with your sex questions by messaging us over at the Lalo Instagram account, which is at Lalo underscore official, and we will do our very best to answer them every week. And just like that, we've wrapped it for another week. Oh, Guys, no. thank you so much. I've really enjoyed both of you. It was so interesting and insightful. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was amazing. Yes, thank it was you. really thank great. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much thank for coming. You. That was good chat. Before you go, how can our listeners find you? What's your handles on social media? Yeah, fine. You can find me at, at Cameron Long underscore tell with one L. Love that. And you can find us at The Book of Man. And also just we've got um, worth letting your listeners know that we've got our penis gallery, which will be reopening after a year of uh, sitting dormant on the 10th of March at the book club in Shoreditch. So come down. Perfect. Thank you so much again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. What an episode. If you love this episode as much as we did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly instalments of Sex and Pleasure, I mean, who doesn't, hit the subscribe button. This episode was brought to you by Lalo. They have the best-selling sex toys in the world for a reason, so we'd really recommend that you check out their vibe by heading to Lalo.com. For all their sex advice and how best to use their toys, make sure you also sign up to their newsletter, which is over in the show notes. Until next time, guys. 